Want some insight into Prairie View A&M in 2023? There's only one man that I want to talk to for it. That's Trazon Conley, the starting quarterback. Oh, yeah, it's Locked On HBCU. Play my music. You are Locked On HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. going on family welcome back to another episode of the locked on hbcu podcast your numero uno daily one-stop shop i almost forgot when i went from spanish to english daily one-stop shop for everything hbcu athletics monday through friday part of the locked on podcast network your team every day and i of course am darian gray aka the mouth of the south texas southern alum and former tsu herald sports editor and current contributing writer at usa today's saints wire thank you for going on this journey with me making locked on hbcu your first listen of the day every day and remember just because the mic cuts off does not mean that the journey is over it just means it's time to follow me on twitter at South Exclusive starts with an S, ends with an S. Today's episode is all about Trazon Conley. Matter of fact, we're going to have him join me. I'm wearing a TSU shirt, which you can't see because my chair continues to sink, but the, but the show keeps going, but you can see this flag behind me, so I'd be remiss if I did not ask him about Prairie View versus Texas Southern. Okay, Trazon, I'm going to ask the question I think everybody in the Houston area probably wants to know. How does it feel? knowing that Texas Southern is going to break the drought against PV this year? Like, have you been mentally preparing yourself for this all off season that your season really starts? We do not lose the TSU. I just say that. So I know everybody kind of planning for this and this is that the third. No, nah, we definitely gonna get to double digits. So yeah, we got about 10 wins in a row. We'll be coming up. Now on a serious note, on a serious note, because no, no, of course, Y'all are going to lose, but that's just a little TSU PV banter we have going on here. But on a serious note, that first week, that, that rivalry game to start off your season, how much does it mean to the team? You've been here for multiple years at this point. How important is that game every year? No, it's, it's really important because we got to really got to start off right. So we don't want to lose the first game because that's a West, uh, West Division game as well. So it'd be stuff like that. Um, pretty much know what to expect from them for the most part. Um, as far as their defense, I know that the defense changed up a little bit, so we got a game plan a little bit different. But it's all about starting off right. I feel like whenever we start off right, we get off on the right foot. The rest of the season pretty much carry through as well. And looking at you guys this season, I kind of feel like you're really flying under the radar. You're not really a team that I feel like in the SWAC West, people are – having much conversation about a lot of it is really going to all corn and Southern, but do you use that as motivation or maybe even the team use that as motivation going into the season and maybe have a chip on your shoulder because of that? Oh, actually every year we pretty much use that because we get disrespected every year. We usually fourth or fifth. It's just like, come on now. We, I think we was ranked like third or fourth once we had came back from the championship. I'm like, dang, they just don't really expect nothing. So it's kind of it's kind of tough, but we expect it every year. So when you go in, what is what is it? 
what do those preseason polls really mean to a player? I've never really gotten to ask somebody that. When you go to Swag Media Day and they come back and they say, hey, PV is, I think it was fourth this year, correct? Uh, fifth. fifth. Fifth this year. So when you yeah. hear, they had y'all in the Grambling? Yeah, they had us in the Grambling. Okay. Um, but when you hear that and they come back, hey, man, we're fifth this year, or we just won the Swag West last year, we're third this year. What's the conversation? Does does that even really matter to the to the players in the locker room? I'll be real with you. Preseason polls and all of that, they don't mean nothing. It's just an opinion from somebody. So once you see it, it's like, oh, okay. Even if you first, it really don't matter because at the end of the year, it's not going to be the same ranking. It's not going to be the same order. And that's pretty much what we look at it as. It's like, all right, cool. We'll just prove it our own and we'll prove ourselves right. Yeah, let's let's get into some things that really matter, because for me and from my seat sitting here talking, I love the preseason polls and things like that. It gives me stuff to talk about. But I know in the grand scheme of things, that's not really the important thing. What's important is the actual team and additions that you guys have made, like former all swack running back Caleb Johnson and adding him to an already dangerous rushing attack. What do you feel like Johnson provides in addition to some of the players you already have? Uh, like a change of pace back. So Caleb can do just about everything. I ain't going to say he's the fastest person, but he got a little speed to him. He got a nice little jump cut to him. He had definitely run through some. So that's nice to have. We also got like Ahmad. Ahmad, you're real physical. You got Connor. Connor fast. Uh, we just brought in some younger dudes that y'all don't know him because, you know, people don't really pay attention to who PV brings in and all of that because they usually don't care. And that's cool. That's, that's real good. We got... We basically got a room of eight running backs. And I'm just like, okay, cool. The running attack is all right. The running attack is always going to be good. It's going to work. We brought in old linemen that people don't know about. That's cool. We just breed dogs over here. We brought in receivers that people don't know. Y'all only know about one receiver that we brought in. Um, and the only reason I'm going to say that because, like, the certain swag pages or, like, college football pages, they only posted about one guy. We got dudes over here. We have dudes. So it's like, it'll work out. So you, you does that bother you? Like, I'm going to talk about chips on the on, on the shoulder and things that preseason polls not matter. Does the lack of conversation bother you personally? Uh, nothing really bothers me at all. I, I usually don't care about opinions of other people or, you know, pretty much what people say. It doesn't get to me because I usually don't listen to it. There you go. That sounds like a quarterback. That's what I want my quarterback to say. Like, I, I feel like there's certain positions where maybe I want that to light a fire, but I kind of want my quarterback to be extremely poised and handle it that way. You used to play wide receiver, and if I'm not mistaken, you also have a wide receiver on the team now that used to play quarterback, right? Yeah. yeah. Could we possibly see a little position changing occasionally throughout the game this season? Um, from him, maybe. For me, no, I'm not going to receiver. See, um, <laughs> what I know is that if we play John and I play receiver, yeah, they definitely walking down to jam me. I might not get <laughs> off the jam right now. I'm just being real. So, might have to put me in a little slide, let me work a little some little corner out. You know, yeah. I might hit top some, hit top a little something. Come on, dog. So, when you're looking at your, your, your game, right, I've seen you recently made the feel. Uh, still all Americans, all SWAC team, excuse me. 
what do you feel like some people maybe don't understand or maybe don't give enough appreciation to in your game as a quarterback? Um, so last year, everybody pretty much looked at us and it was like, oh, you know, they had a lot of rushing touchdowns. Um, we played TSU. I think we had 400 yards rushing. And they was like, oh, this yeah, is that hurt. <laughs> yeah, it was just they just ran a three man front. So if you run a three man front, you don't change it. It's like. Come on now. And we ran a lot of power. So that was just, it was easy gaps, you know, just back to back. So um, I know what a lot of people don't understand is that I like to throw the ball. I do not like running the ball. Yes, I'm fast. Okay. I, I know I'm fast. I know I can run. I don't like doing that. I just feel like running back, running is in his job description. So he can do a lot of the running. Wide receivers run every play. I don't want to run. I really just right. want to throw the ball. So. I know that's the underappreciated part of the game. And then just the knowledge of everything, just knowing where everybody's supposed to be, what his assignment is, and knowing the defense as well. Yeah. And then moving forward, I want to move into a little bit of your background, which not just the former wide receiver that you played at Duncanville High, but I do want to discuss your time at Duncanville High as we continue Locked On HBCU. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs is the number one place for every single business owner. If you are not a part of or you are not on LinkedIn Jobs, then you're failing your company because there are so many qualified candidates. Over 800 million people are on there on a weekly basis. There are so many qualified candidates that you're just choosing to miss out on. You're missing out on Mr. Right. You're missing out on Mrs. Right because you don't want to go to LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. It's not going to cost you anything but a couple of minutes because it's free. Use the purple hashtag hiring frame and it is free. So everybody gets to see your job. You get to see all of the candidates and you can sort out exactly who you want before you even get to the interview process. I can't think of any better way to pick up new employees. So go to linkedin.com slash locked on college. That is linkedin.com slash locked on college and go get one of those 800 million. I guarantee you they are the right fit. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And as we continue rolling with today's episode of Locked on HBCU, I have Prairie View A&M quarterback Trazon Conley here with me. And you used to be a Duncanville Panther. Now, they ain't too far up the road from me. I, I ain't I'm in Arlington, so it's a little bit of a drive, but not too much of a drive. I could get there rather, uh, relatively quickly. But Texas is known for football, no matter if you're in Dallas, if you're in Houston, East Texas, West Texas, Texas is known for football. What do you think makes this such a special experience within the state? Oh, I think it's because football is a religion in Texas. So 
everybody pretty much plays football and then it's the money that's invested into football as well. So like any other state, they pretty much can't do it like us. It's just impossible. You can have Louisiana, you can have Florida, you can have the Californians. It don't matter because it's not Texas football. It's just something that's different. Now, that's a real Texan answer. I'm sure being at PV, you got players from all of those states that you've named who are like, nah, I don't know about that. What state do you feel like you've heard make the best argument for being right there toe-to-toe with Texas when it comes to high school ball? Um, it's a sleeper, but Mississippi. Uh, the whole state of Mississippi. Mississippi got some dogs, but they got people that's like uber, uber talented. Like, you just pretty much never hear about them because it's like the Mississippi system. Because I know they have like two big colleges, and then it's like JUCO after that. But a lot of those dudes mm-hmm. that are like really, really good still go JUCO. And it's kind of crazy to me because I'm like, man, if y'all was out here in Texas, y'all would probably be Texas A&M, Texas Tech, UT. Y'all would be there. But they just don't have enough exposure. That's all they be. Yeah, I feel like when it comes to high school ball, we hear a lot about Texas, California. And I feel like Georgia is starting to come up more in conversation. But some of those smaller states don't get the appreciation because they don't have the total numbers. But I thought that Mississippi was probably a, a pretty good sleeper pick for you. Um, yeah. Let's take even farther back, even farther back than high school days. Little League, man. You started and stopped football a couple of times, played center, like all of these different things early in your experience. What was the point where you went to football and said, all right, I'm not taking any more breaks. This is what I want to do for uh, years upon years. Uh, really, when I started playing for my dad, so my dad already had a team and I played initially, but I was like, I don't really like football. So honestly, basketball, it really still is my favorite sport. Um, I can go out there and I can go hoop with anybody. I give anybody buckets, but it's not either here nor there. So uh, when I started playing for my dad, it was more like my dad had done it for so long. And just being around the area, it was like, hey, man, your dad was this, your dad was that. And I was like, I want to be better than my dad. That's all it was. So just me having a competitive drive and being like, yeah, I can beat him at this. I was like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do it. And then, like, we used to get on the game on, like, NCAA, like, 13 and 14. I used to whoop him. I used to whoop him. I'm talking about doing wrong. He'd be in the house mad. I'm like, yeah, I can be better than him. So that's when I decided I'm going to stick to this because I'm pretty good at it. So basketball is your favorite sport, but you didn't pursue it. Does that mean you ain't that good at basketball or football you're just better at? No, I was I was pretty good at football, and I'm also good at basketball, but it was my freshman year at Duncanville, and I got into a little bit of trouble. I was kind of hard-headed at the time, mm-hmm. and yeah, my basketball career kind of dwindled. Um, I was supposed to go to the tryout, but I had got in trouble in Spanish class, and he was like, man, you got in trouble. I can't do nothing for you. So at that point, I said, I'm going to focus everything in football. So I stopped playing basketball at that point in time. It's funny because a lot of the football players I know, it's whatever it is, is, I think it might just be an athletic thing where a bunch of basketball players want to play football. A bunch of football players want to play basketball. I remember I ain't go I ain't go that far, but when I was in high school, I had a friend who would swear up and down he was a hooper. I'm talking about doing whole hezzies, doing whole Euro steps all over the field. What do you think is the connection between these two sports to where it feels like athletes want to play the one that they're not a part of? I think it's because you watch the other one on like your free time 
Um, like, watch this. So since I'm around football all day, when I do have a little bit of free time, I don't necessarily want to watch football all day again because I done broke mm-hmm. it down, analyzed it, I done played it. So when I get to sit down and I get to watch basketball, it's like, oh, wait a minute. I look at, like, LeBron. I'm like, you're supposed to get tight in. You ain't supposed to be, you know, dunking on people. So I'm like, I can go do that right here. And then just it's a comparison and everything like that. So it's also about, like, you know what? With the skills that I have in football, like being a quarterback, everybody like, man, all all quarterbacks can shoot. And for the most part, all quarterbacks can't shoot. So it's like, all right, okay. cool. I can go do that. So it's just the uh, the translation and correlation of skills. And uh, I, I want to say another comparison real quick because you're from Duncanville. Mm-hmm. Right now you're in Prairie View. So the kind of Dallas area, Houston area. What are your thoughts on the Dallas-Houston rivalry? Uh, it's not a rivalry because we're better than Houston. Hands down. Don't care what nobody say hands down. So what's it like, man? Like, Because I consider myself, I told you I'm from Arlington. I consider myself far enough to where I really don't consider myself Dallas. And I stay out of all of those conversations. But those used to be some of the biggest back and forths. What are those like at PV as opposed to, you know, my experience at TSU with Houston people just chirping and it seems like Dallas people kind of just respond. I'll be honest with you. Kind of yeah. feels like Houston starts it, but well, I don't know, man. What's that? What's it like on campus? All right. So like the Houston people are the ones that do a lot of the talking, a lot of like the, the out loud stuff. I'm just like, we're not like this in Dallas. Like we're real cool in Dallas. Like everything right. is very calm. So you can pretty much tell a person from Houston, cause you're like, dang, you talk kind of loud, like talk kind of aggressive. Like we don't, we don't do a lot of that. So it's usually them starting it or they start playing like all the H-Town music and all of that. It's just like, yeah, you know, we don't really care about all that. So then they get to talk and they little talk and it's like, all right, now we got to respond. So then once they start hearing a little bit of Dallas music and they start jigging and everything, it's like, yeah, y'all like that. All right, yeah, y'all like that a lot. <laughs> they, try to, they try to take on what we do. And I'm like, come on now, y'all can't copy us. But you know, they don't, they don't never like to admit it, but they love Dallas. They love Dallas. That's why they all go to the Cotton Bowl and they want to stay out there. Yeah, I know y'all like it. That's a fact. I feel like more Houston people love the fair than Dallas people love the rodeo. Yeah, for sure. Yes, yeah, rodeo out there. I, bro, I never went to the rodeo. Never even cared to go to the rodeo. You know, but that's neither here nor there. We we'll move forward. I want to get into a little bit more superstition because you have an interesting ritual that you have throughout the week when it comes to your music and i want to explore that as we continue with locked on hbcu today's episode is brought to you by ebay motors and if prairie view a&m is going to be a championship team in 2023 they're going to have to make sure that they have the right parts now one of those parts is going to have to be Trazon conley one of the most important parts but your car is just the same you got to have the important parts. You got to have the parts that people might not pay attention to. And anytime you need work, there's only one place to go get your parts and accessories, and that is eBay Motors. They have over 120 million parts, and I can guarantee you that they'll have the part for you because all you have to do is put your car into the My Garage section, and then the ones that are the parts that fit your car will come up with a green check. If they do not fit after purchasing them, which is extremely rare, you get them back. No charge. Send them back, no charge, free of charge to you. It's all good. So there's no loss involved here. It's kind of like going to LinkedIn. It all comes together, right? So 
That's ebaymotors.com. Get the right parts. Get the right fit. Get the part guaranteed to be for you. That's wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Nation BCU. I appreciate you for making us your first listen of the day every day, making it all the way to segment three with both myself and Trezon. And I thank you two times for that. I have the starting prayer of you, AM quarterback, here with me. And you're a little bit superstitious. You have a little bit of a ritual throughout the week with the music that you listen to before you get to the game. And I would love if you just shared that with the listener because I couldn't do it any justice if I described it. Okay, so what I like doing is throughout the week of like practice and everything, I'll listen to specific artists. So whichever day that I had the best day of practice listening to a specific artist, once it gets to the game day and like the day right before it, that's what I'm going to listen to on repeat. I'm not going to listen to anybody else. So um, I like Babyface Ray. I listen to Logic. Um, I listen, listen to, to Logic. Logic. Yeah, I listen to Logic for sure. Yeah. Yo, that's he, crazy. He, like, he real slept on, like real slept on. But that's yeah, crazy. I, I ain't heard somebody say listen to Logic in in years. Yeah. Um, what is it? The twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen Under Pressure album. Uh, Under Pressure, and Under Pressure Deluxe. Yeah, I listen to those. I'll give you that. Yeah, you got a twenty fifteen. What was it? Uh, something like City of Stars is like my favorite one on that album. But I'll listen to that like throughout the week. But it, it's not always like, it don't always have to be those artists. Like it could be like Keisha Cole or something too. Like it could be a lot of stuff. As long as it's not like Uzi. I feel like the faster the pace of the music, I don't know. I don't think it's clearly. So I listen to something that's real smooth throughout the week. Um, I listen to like Biggie Smalls, Tupac. It depends basically where the week takes me. So if my Monday practice is the best practice, cool. I'll listen to the other artists my Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. But I know by Friday and Saturday, I'm only listening to Tupac again. So that's how I do it. So I'm trying to see just how superstitious this goes. Let's say you're listening to, to Biggie, right? And okay. Biggie's your best day of practice. And he's like, okay, cool. Now this week I'm listening to Biggie before the game. But then you lose the game. Does Biggie ever go back into the rotation during the year or is it like nah i can't listen to biggie anymore because we lost that game when i listened to biggie no i don't listen to biggie anymore that year um that's how i was like trippy red or if i feel like i can still listen to trippy red but i can't listen to this album because i played that album too much i won't listen to the album again until just it's my own personal time you know i listen to it now this is interesting do you think this is the only superstitious thing that you do or the most superstitious thing you do um not really i i definitely have a it's like a doll if you want to call it that but i didn't have him since i was like two or three his name is mm -hmm. guy so i put him on like all of my bags before the game yeah i take guy everywhere like he in my mm -hmm. room right now but it's like basically a good luck charm uh it's that yeah. i keep like a picture in my locker like my granddad like it's just certain things that i keep around that it basically remind me who i am where i came from and it just keeps me grounded a lot. So have you ever forgotten one of those things in like, if you have, I want to know what, what your mind goes to before the game, like not what happened in the game, but like, let's say you just, for some reason, forgot guy in the dorm room and it's an away game. You can't get to him. What goes through your mind before the game? If you don't have guy. Uh, I've 
only done that once, and that was freshman year, and I got hurt. Um, yeah, played Pine Bluff. I hurt my Achilles. So I said, you know what? Maybe that was the reason that I got hurt because I didn't bring him along. So after that, I brought him every game. I did it no, since high school. Yeah, I did it in high school as well. I just put him in the bag because in high school, you know, people look at it like, that's kind of weird. So I wouldn't yes. tell them. But now I don't care. I'm going to take him everywhere and put him on my bag. Yeah. Nice, crazy, bro. The one time you forgot him, you get hurt. And people yeah. try to say like superstitions. I'm very superstitious too. Yeah. Like, like for me, I recently just got to the point where I don't need to listen to music before I record episodes. Like I listen to music all the time. Soundtrack of my life, right? I used to go certain song. I used to be Isaiah Rashad Modest. Then it was anything Isaiah Rashad. Then it was anything that I just know the lyrics to. And now I, I kind of get away from it. But that's crazy, man. And and I'm with you when it comes to superstition. Something else that you do off of the field is you cut hair. How long have you been doing that? Uh, I've been cutting hair since I was 14. So my dad is a barber, and he pretty much told me I don't have an option to learn how to cut hair. He was like, because you always out here watching. He was like, why you don't do it? So the first time that I did it, yeah, I uh, scouted my dad. Yeah, he was bald-headed for like two, like two, three weeks. And he was like, no, it's cool. It's just hair grows back. I was devastated. Right. I was hurt. I was like, man, I didn't get my bald head. So I didn't get back into cutting for like another like couple of months. And then I got back into it. Um, I came here. And the first two people that I cut was Dwayne Tucker. Um, like the best running back that I've seen in my life, Dwayne Tucker and uh, Caleb Roach. I messed up both of their hair. So then I stopped cutting for like two months when I got here. And then after that, I was like, man, I need to go ahead and tighten up. So I called my dad. He was like, hey, man, I did not raise you to be stopping and starting to cut hair. Like, man, go ahead and get back on your purpose. So I got back to cutting hair after that. And I really haven't stopped since. Like, this is what I do. It's like my little business. Like, my chair, my clipper set up, capes. Like, mm. I keep everything. So, yeah, I'm a very good barber, in my opinion. Very good. So, is this something that, is it like the family business where it's like, okay, when I'm finished playing football, I'm likely going to go and I'm going to cut hair and I'm going to follow my dad's footsteps in that, in that aspect? Or is it something you're not even, you like, I'm going to do this for the moment? Uh, no, no, I want to cut hair throughout life, but I don't want it to be my first option. Like mm -hmm. cutting hair is more of a hobby. Um, it's also something that relaxes me. So that's what I like doing when I have my own time because it's more the thing of like fixing somebody's image of themselves. So like you ever get somebody a haircut? Well, watch this. You ever get a haircut and you go out in the sun and now you like, you all in the store, you being light skinned mm -hmm. and now you can't stay at the camera. You're like, man, you already know. Like you outside all of a sudden, like I like that feeling. Like yeah. people get haircuts in here. They like, oh yeah, it's me. They like, yeah, I'm back. Now they recording videos on Snap and they licking their lips. It's funny, but it's like a confidence boost. I'm like, shoot, I done heard some people get like right outside the door. They like, they need me. I'm like, yeah, they acting different all of a sudden. So that's what I like doing. But for my career, yeah. definitely want to be an FBI agent. Definitely. I want to get more into law enforcement because I do have my bachelor's in that. So I didn't, I don't think I came to school just to get the paperwork to not use it. It kind of don't make sense to me. Yeah. yeah dang, that look, man, you you like a renaissance man. You got Trazon Conley, quarterback, superstitious FBI agent, barber. Like, you just <laughs> everything you do, man. But I appreciate you coming on. And also now, guest of Locked on HBCU. So I appreciate you 
jumping on this. One thing I need you to do before you go, though, we start every show with a play my music. And that's all I need out of you before we get out of here, man. <laughs> all right, I got you. Um, play my music. It's Trazon Conley, Prairie View AM quarterback. Thank you for coming on the show. Good luck in your season after week one, of course, but you know. You understand how that goes, but good luck in your season, man. And I appreciate you for making us your first listen of the day, every single day. Until the next time that we hear each other, family. Take care. Stay blessed. Peace. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.